back to the Weird on Purpose podcast. I'm your weird roommate, Noelle, and guess who's back? Your weird roommate, Erica, has returned to us. Yeah. She's in the magical, from... wonderful, mythical land of Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Dallas. I went to Dallas, Texas. It's so funny because what I was trying to do right there. I came back and I sound like this. Now you sound like this. That's like when my brother comes back in December. Oh, Jesus. I'm really afraid he's going to have like a really like southern accent. He might. He's not even going to know it. He might have like a little twang. Well, I mean, from what we've heard of him on like Skype and stuff, it doesn't sound like he has much of one. Um, But when I said Dallas, I was simultaneously trying to like. Dallas. My brain was like, LOL, say it like, um like someone from Dallas, but my mouth was trying to say it like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the lovely land of Dallas. Dallas. Like, like a, a Dallas. Damn girl, you from Texas, because I want to see that Dallas. Anywho, it's like, um, like an automated machine. Like, you know what I mean? Machine? You know what I mean, machine? Yeah. That's one mean machine. <laughs> Meef. <laughs> Cat milk, bitch. Got Meef. <laughs> So we were at dinner with my brother tonight, actually, with with the good Matthew. Like less than an hour ago. Yeah, and I was quoting that song. Um, I think it's just called Moo from Doja yeah. Cat. And there's a part where she goes like, "Got milk, bitch. Got, got beef. beef. Got steak, hoe. Got cheese." And it makes me laugh. And even though she's kind of a shit person, yeah. it makes me laugh every time I hear it. So I repeat it to myself in my head a lot. And my brother was like, "Did you just say got beef?" And I was like, "No, but now I did." Got Meef. And we just made jokes about it the whole fucking night, because Meef is the funniest fucking Chief thing I've ever heard. Chief Meef. That's gonna be it my... Chief that Meef. God! <laughs> also, uh, fun story from last night. I had a friend over. God. Um, and we were extremely high. It was a good I was kind of drunk. I had gotten my nails done, and... They gave me mimosas. Cause yeah, I, was at, I had to go. We don't do nails in my salon, so I had to outsource my nails to another salon. Yeah. And they were like, would you like some mimosas? And I'm like, you bet your fucking ass I would. Look at me. Look at my piece of shit body, body and tell me I don't want a mimosa. Yeah, right. Um, so she was kind of tipsy, and me and my friend were, I almost said their name. Me and my friend were very high. And at one point, one of the cats jumped up on them and, like, landed right in the, in the right between in the crotchular area their legs yeah and they just go Ugh, my nut <laughs> and it was the funniest thing i've ever heard and then i was like i started giggling to my drunken self and um erica looked over at me and she's like what the fuck are you thinking and i was like when you're a teenage boy who's just about there and you hear your parent knock on the door oh my nut where did it go <laughs> now i'm furious at myself it's gone it's gone forever she go um, Tell us about Dallas, Erica. Oh, yeah. I guess I should talk about Dallas. So Dallas kicked ass. I went for a hockey game because that's who I am now. Um, I'm slowly coming into my, like, acceptance phase of loving hockey. Of just like, yeah, this is who I am now. Um, my team won. It was a kick-ass game. I got to see my best friend who I haven't seen in months. And Dallas is just, I don't know. Dallas is a cool place. I thought I'd hate Texas, but I actually, like, genuinely love it there. Even though it's hot as balls. It's not even that hot. It's just very wet. Wait. You're just constantly wet. Like, we walked out of the airport and we both were like, oh, fuck, we forgot. We forgot about this. We forgot about the humidity. It sucks. It's a bad time. But we went to the aquarium and we got to see some some aminals. Erica sent me a Snapchat of, what was what was the cat that you sent me? What ocelot. Kind of, an ocelot. And I was like, I love 
and support her. She was beautiful. She was precious. I loved her. A queen. She an was angel. just sleepy, and she was just asleep in the corner. I love her. Yeah, I loved her. Um, there was an ocelot. There was flamingos. There was fucking flamingos. Did you know that flamingos aren't naturally pink? I learned that. They're not. Oh my god, you didn't know that? No. Flamingos become pink because of the amount of shrimp that they eat. Because it's such a staple in their diet. And because of the amount they eat, it, it, it like, the pigmentation creeps into their skin and wow. into their feathers. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. There I could be wrong, flamingos. but I don't think I am. Because baby flamingos, let me look up a baby, baby flamingos aren't pink. Like, they're, they're a smaller color. God. Um, there were flamingos, there was an ocelot, there was a gigantic falcon. I thought he was going to swoop down and kill Just- me. Yeah, because baby flamingos, they straight up white. Look at look at that little fucking idiot bird. Oh, I love him. I love him. Um, what else were there? Oh, there were penguins. There were, there were South African penguins, and there were also blue fairy penguins. And I was like, that's me? I love them. Um, I got a keychain that has penguins on it. What else? What kind of animals did we see? We saw a lot of animals. We saw some, some jellyfish. We saw some pregnant male... Um, seahorses? Seahorses. Seahorses. Seahorse eyes. <laughs> What's the plural of horse? Horsey. 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 Me fully knowing as an adult that the plural of cactus is cacti, my garbage fucking dumbass seven-year-old brain, cactuses. Yeah. Cactuses sounds better to me, so I'm not going to stop saying it. Let's read with octopus and octopi. Octopus. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hate that I opened this this trench. But anyway, aquarium was was kick ass. Go to the Dallas World Aquarium if you're ever in Dallas. Um, we also went to medieval times. That was the shit. Shit. That was so fucking cool. It was the cheesiest thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> and I bought a seventeen dollar strawberry daiquiri, and I don't regret it. <laughs> it was for the cup, the special cup that oh, I have. Okay, that's and the fine drink. then. Yeah. Um, and Carolyn. Bought a drinking horn for like fifty bucks. Jesus like straight Christ! Up. <laughs> Has like a stand and everything. It's very professional looking. Um, but it was super cool. We like go in and like give you give they give you crown like they give you a paper crown and I'm like I like I already walk in I'm like this is the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. She sent me a Snapchat and she's like, well, and that's all she said and I was like, oh, just this, I immediately was the like, guy Dusting. they gave us the crown. He looked me dead in the face and goes, oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Me as an employee there. He was in like full like medieval times garb too and just, it gets worse. Guess what, like, buddy? Oh, fuck. It gets rougher from here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and they had like, I had to watch a human adult people get knighted by a queen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but we had some kick-ass food, like four-course meal. That's some good ass yeah, shit. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, we got to watch <laughs> the taste. We got, we got to watch knights joust and fake fight. Um, fight, fight, fight. There was uh, it was a very interesting psychological effect because they put different colored crowns on your head and then they tell you to like do different like you sit in different areas and then you have to root for a different knight because there's six knights. Um, it was very, very funny how immediate the effect of us versus them was mm-hmm. <laughs> for everybody. Like it was like. Yellow sat right next to blue, and they were, like, our, like, worst rival. And, like, we were both just like, fuck those blue people. Fuck them. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, are we racist towards Smurfs now? Like, what's happening? Yeah. It was a good time. Sounds um, like it. And our night, it was a yellow night. 
he ended up being a total douchebag. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The Why? whole time I was like, yeah, Yellow Knight, Yellow Knight. And then at the end, he's like, I will bow to no queen. There is no king. Women can't rule a kingdom by themselves. And then, like, the Blue Knight came in and just whooped his ass. And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, Yellow Knight ended up being a misogynistic asshole. <laughs> Not in real life. I'm sure he's, like, a super cool like, dude. He's, he's really hot, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, but he's an asshole. And then Blue Knight was really cute. And he, like, saved the day or whatever and defended his queen's honor. I think I've learned something about you from hearing this story. Your kink is just men, like, big men hitting each other. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. Specifically with anything, like... Like, like, like a hockey stick and, like, a jousting stick just beating each other with those. Yeah. That's your kink. I'm, I want to say I'm ashamed of it. You're not. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. But I'm not ashamed of it either. I'm, I, in, I'm in some weird I middle ground. I told Erica at dinner tonight, I was like, hockey makes you aesthetically gayer. Yeah. Like, outwardly. Because I wear my snapbacks yeah. and my jerseys. But and... inwardly. Makes it, me straighter. It makes you straighter. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I told people at work today that I straight up, if if a hockey player was like, "Yeah, can I be your sugar daddy?" I'd be like, "You'd be naked already." Yeah, <laughs> be like, "Yeah, your let's clothes, fucking go." Your clothes would dissolve off of you, and you'd be like, <laughs> "I feel like yeah, let's, yeah, like I'm cool with I'm that. Like, I'll move." Anyone can be my to. sugar daddy. Winks. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> any any anyone listening who. Who needs to? Who, who needs Anybody want to be my sugar buddy? If you want to financially dominate me, I'm I'm here for that. I'll like I'll call you like my sugar buddy. Yeah. Wait, that just happened to hit me in my head just now. <laughs> just be my sugar buddy, and I'll like call you every once in a, once in a while. Make sure you're doing. I'll just good. be like, hey, how are you doing? And you'll be like, yeah, I'm good. Here's seventeen thousand dollars, and I'll be like, fuck yes. If you need somebody to like come to a family dinner, so like your family doesn't need to think you have a girlfriend, but at least like you're talking to somebody as a even just as a friend, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Free food and you pay me sixteen hundred bucks. I'm Gucci, here, yeah. Down let's, for let's it. Let's do it. Um, I think that that's called um escorts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can work for an escort service. I think there's a fetish of people who who genuinely like, they like to financially dominate people like they like. Oh yeah, no, there is for sure. That's they, a, they like, like a knowing that you're kind of dependent thing. on them for for money, and I'm like, I'm fine with doing that. I was gonna say something I'm not gonna say Please on don't. the podcast. No. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I don't need people to know that much about me. Legasp. <gasps> Legasp. Um. What else was I gonna say? Oh, so we all like medieval times was super cool. Uh, good time. We had to walk from the like hotel to the place, and even though it was like maybe two blocks maximum, I was like, I am soaking wet. I am just fucking just so sweaty. Yeah. Like it is so. I hate this word, but it is so moist. <sighs> <laughs> it's so moist in Texas, it sucks. That was like when we went to Warp Tour, and I'm fucking yeah, me, an idiot. I forgot that there's a bunch of fucking humidity down by the bay. Yep. And I was like, hmm, that's why I feel like I'm gonna pass out and die. Not as bad as Texas, I 100% promise you No, I can guarantee that. that. My sister went to, so she, they had a layover in, I think, Dallas or Houston, when they went to Disneyland, or Disney World. Um, And my sister has really, really curly hair, right? Yeah. And it just, like... 
expanded. Yeah. She ended up looking like Danny Sexbang by the time she got into her next fucking flight. Well, you know who. The now ex, that's weird to say, um, has, like, the natural curly hair. Yeah. Uh, she would talk to me about, like, going to um, Florida. I almost said Florabama. Florida. Um, <laughs> go to Florida when, like, to visit her family and how she could not go anywhere because her hair would just be, like, like, afro status. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, dude. My hair is flat, and it would just get flatter when I was in Dallas. I would become a creature of oil and filth if I went there. (laughs) I would be so oily and slick. But if I was ever getting kidnapped, it would be sweet, because I could just, like, slide out of their arms. (laughs) Fuck. That's how I'm gonna keep my kids from getting kidnapped. Just grease them up. Grease them up every day before we leave the house. Throw some motor motor oil on them. Kidnapper grabs my kid. Oh god, why is it wet? Alright, little blevin. I turn around, I'm like, gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, greasy handed. Greasy handed. It's like trying to steal my darling blevin. Oh no, he's all slicked up and oily. Slips right out of your hands. And bonus, just strike a match and light the fuck on fire. Two for one, boyo. Fuck, I saved my kid and caught a pedophile. If you don't name your first child Blevin after that, though, we're really gonna have to throw hands. Never gonna name my child Blevin. Blevin. No. Blevin. Only if it's a boy, I'll name him Noel. Yeah. But you have to spell it like mine. <laughs> N-O-E-L-L-E. If, like, you ever, if I ever meet a person named Noel and it's spelled like N-O-H- W-E-L-L. I'm gonna find their parents <laughs> and I'm gonna knock them the fuck out. And if their parents are already dead, I'm gonna retroactively murder them. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna say about the game. So, like, it was super fun. Super good time. There was, <laughs> um, there was a little girl sitting next to me, like, the whole time, right? A child. And, uh, they were winning. I think it was, like, towards, like, it was towards the end of the second period, and the Stars were up 3-0. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, they're probably going to win, but we'll see. Because the Stars, if you're not familiar, have a habit of getting really, like, far ahead in the game, being, like, up by, like, three, four points, and then just fucking losing it. <laughs> just, like, just fucking absolutely like, dying out That sounds out there. like me in every aspect of my life. Yeah, same. Um... So they fail spectacularly usually, but this was a new season, new men, new game, new boys, <laughs> new boy so, found land. Yeah, so new it's found like boy land. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> so I was like, maybe they'll win. Like I think they can do it. And there's 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 been this little girl sitting next to me, her and her brother and her mom. Um, no dad in sight, which was strange to me. I was like, hmm. Um, but it was just this mom and her two kids, and like she was really nice, and like the little girl was sitting next to me, and. She was just fucking, she was me if I'd gotten into hockey earlier. Because this little girl, I am not shitting you. Tyler Sagan got on the ice for warm-ups. Tyler Sagan is, um... Eric's dream boat. Extremely attractive. He's not, though, because Jamie, Jamie is my boy. Oh, yeah. Jamie could fucking kill me. And from the grave, I'd be like, thanks. Like, I would just your die little, for Jamie Your little ben. protoplasm would just float to the top, your little, like, one head, like, Scooby-Doo yeah. style. Thank you. This is the man 
that literally, when asked what kind of tree he would be, his response to that, I'm like, uh, instead of just being like, I would be like an oak because I'm strong and steady, was, I don't want to be a tree. Like, genuinely upset that there was somebody that's asking him what kind of tree he'd want to be. He is, compa- like, nicely called by, by Stars fans, cow-eyed. Captain Cow Eyes Why? because he's got the big at he's got huge ass eyes and he constantly looks sad. Oh no! <laughs> um. Anyway, no, I would die for Jamie Ben. That's on the record. But that's Tyler Sagan, on the record. Tyler Sagan. This is actually recorded now. Tyler Sagan is extremely attractive. Um, everyone loves him. He played a game in Boston during one of his first seasons, and two girls had a sign. Do you want to know what the sign said? What. We sucked your dick behind <gasps> the gym. That was yeah. him? That was Tyler Sagan. <laughs> we sucked your dick behind the gym or whatever. And Tyler Sagan just skates past it and laughs. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that was me. Not ashamed. Um, he also used to dance on tables with girls and get naked and do body shots. Anyway, he was 19. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I did that at 19, totally. <laughs> but I love him. And, like, he's extremely attractive, right? And so this little girl who's, like, on the cusp of becoming, like, not knowing why she's attracted to people, like... You mean about to hit puberty? Yes. She's, like, about to hit puberty, right? She's just screaming his name <laughs> at the top of her lungs. Like, she's just standing up on her seat and just screaming, Saggy! And I'm like, yeah, same. What an angel. She was so sweet. She was like, give me a puck! And she was really intense about it. She's like that little girl in that, like, video who's just freaking the fuck out about her cotton candy. Yes. That was yeah. her. Um, and at one point, I was, like, in the game, I was, like, yelling at, Sag- at Sagan. I was just like, Saggy, come on, get your fucking head in the game. Because was, he was, like, being stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I watch sports, I get... I become... She becomes a fucking <laughs> monster. Yeah. Anyway, I was, like, sitting there and I was screaming at... at like, he was skating by and I was like, get your fucking head in the game! Sup? And, um, she just, like, turned to me and she's like, he's trying his best. Oh. And I fucking... Oh, no. Yeah. She was a good kid. Good child. I loved her. Yeah. Um, but the goalie, uh, his name is Bishop. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> Stop what? She put her bra on her head. Like, Stitch style. Yeah. Like, from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. I'm a superhero. Oh my god! Now I'm a bug. <laughs> now I'm a bug. Um, buzz, buzz, his name is Bishop. So apparently there's a guy, there's two guys that come to all the Stars home games and like dress up in like church garb, like bishops, you know? Um, just to, And like they have like bishop's number and stuff like that. And I was like talking to Carolyn about it and I was just like, check out that, check out those guys because they showed them on like the, the thing. And the little girl just like turns to me again and she's just like, they're here all the time. And I was like, I'm not from here. <laughs> like, like, I don't live here, bitch. <laughs> And she's like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, walked away. Like, I was the like, the fuck do I look she like? She was super, like, intense. And then she started dancing next to me and her hair whipped me in the face. And her mom was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. And she took her, like, daughter's ponytail and she, like, tucked it into her jersey that she was wearing. Guess what jersey it was? What? Sagan. She was freaking out over Sagan the whole time. And I was just like, yeah, I get it. I'm you. Um... The game kicked ass. I lost my voice. I messaged my friend after the game on Snapchat. The person. and That one. Yeah, that one. Um, and I was just like, I lost my voice. And I sounded like shit. 
And they were just like, I can hear the rasp. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it exists. And then I went off about the game. And they were like, I don't care about sports, but cool. <laughs> I was like, sorry. That's me with you, though. <laughs> and then I go on rants about, like, makeup and hair and shit like that. And you're like, yeah. Cool. Sick. Sick. Um, yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, anything. Like, when people have interests that aren't yeah. shared. But, like, it's a cool thing when you still listened yeah, to your friends. Yeah, that's, like, with DJ, like, he we, he and I can rant about video games at each other, but as soon as he starts talking about his job, I'm, like, I'm trying so hard, but I feel like the stupidest human being alive, <laughs> especially because his job is very technical, and I'm, yeah. like, W-U-T? I'm always willing to learn stuff from you about hair and shit like that. I can talk forever. Yeah, I know. Um, that's me with psych stuff. I can just fuck it. And hockey. I can yeah. just go off for yeah. hours about hockey. But anyway, my trip was cool. Yeah. Um, we also went to the Dallas Holocaust Museum, which was... Heavy. Very heavy, but also really cool. And you should, like, go see it if you get a chance. Because it's, like, super interesting. I learned shit that I had, like, never known. That I wasn't even taught in college. And mm-hmm. I took a Holocaust class. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they're, like, expanding their exhibit. So, like go there when it gets expanded next year because it's like gonna be super cool i think um what else has been happening oh me and noelle have been like dying over the shane dawson yes Jake paul docuseries yes for many reasons um, there's a part I really need to address that made me fucking furious in it and it's funny because it's actually not something that, like anybody would expect because there's a lot of stuff that, that I, I, I'm gonna come out and say, like, I think it's an interesting thing. And I do think, like, it's YouTube. It's obviously everything put on there is mostly for an entertainment standpoint, especially from big creators like Shane Dawson. Um, I think that it's probably doing a little bit more harm than good. And I don't think that Shane's reaction to how people are saying they feel about it is very mature um i also do realize that he's coming from a place of he was riding a high and people finally liked him again and he kind of redeemed himself and he's probably like feeling like it's all coming crashing down and like he fucked up really bad and he doesn't know how to handle it yeah but i think the element of getting to getting into jake paul's mind and like getting to know him and showing what he's like um, is interesting. I think that the whole psych eval is, is highly unnecessary. Um, but there's a part. I can I, get into the psych shit. Yeah. But. There's a part in, I think the episode with Nick Crompton that really bothers me where there's footage of like a big crowd of people outside of the team 10 house. Right. Mm-hmm. And Nick Crompton, of course he was the COO and he's kind of coming out and he's like telling these people they need to get off the property. They need to go like they're crowding. And this one woman is like oh, God, screaming yeah. at them. Like they write your paycheck and they make you famous. And I'm like, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to stop you right there. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fan interaction does elevate your fame. And half of what, people who are famous do and can afford wouldn't really be there without a fan base because if you have no fans and no one's buying your album you're not making money that's a valid argument but when you come into their home and into their onto their property you don't own these people it's the same argument that we had in the mac miller episode 
Just because they are celebrities doesn't mean that they're not human people. Yeah. There is an actress, I can't remember her name to save my life, but she was murdered in her own apartment by a crazed fan. Yeah. Like, they don't act like these people don't have a reason to be afraid of swarms of people on their property. Just because they're... Famous people don't... Just because they're famous, they don't deserve to lose... Like, as, as a sense of privacy yeah. in their own home. Yeah. It's different when they're out in public. Like, obviously, you shouldn't get up in their face. But, you know, paparazzi are always going to be around. Like, when you go out in public and you're a very high-profile person, people are going to snap a couple of pictures of you. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's going to happen. And, yeah. and, you know, when you're that famous, you almost kind of will grow to expect it. Like, somebody like Kylie Jenner doesn't think, oh, I'm going to walk out and people aren't going to take pictures of me. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's right. No. But when you're in your own home and people that you didn't invite there are screaming at you on your property yeah. about how you're a piece of shit because you won't let this swarm of 10-year-old fucking girls into your goddamn house and sign autographs for them when you're not out working. It's like, don't come into my fucking house and be like, oh, I need a haircut from you. I'm like, yeah. well, that's funny because I'm not at work right now. At the end of the day, being a celebrity is a job. And you get to go home from your job at some point. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't teach your kids that. No. Like, she shouldn't be telling them that, like, they have rights to these people just because, like, they're fans of theirs. Like The bottom you know, line is you don't own them. They're yeah. human beings. You don't fucking own them. And also, like, yeah, to some extent, like, fans are a big part of, like, making money. But also... They work extremely hard oh, yeah. to make that money. Like, it's not solely up to your fucking kid. That is one like, thing that I've, even when I, like, I'm still not really sure how I feel about Jake Paul. Even when I blatantly, like, did not like him, one thing I could not deny about Jake Paul is that he does not stop working. No, he works extremely hard. Extremely hard. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, there. another really good example is, like, Jenna Marbles. Um, Julian in, in their old house had made a video about how this woman and her child knocked on their door and were like, hi, is this Jenna Marble's house? And it's like, That's fucking he weird. was so afraid. Like he was so terrified. And he told that woman to her face, like, you can't just come to our house and have Jenna sign a photo for you. Like, that's really, that's very really creepy weird. and yeah. it's really scary. Like we have a certain sense of privacy and our home is where we have that. Like, you don't, Jenna is the kind of person, and he said, if you see her out on the street or in, like, Whole Foods or in a grocery store or whatever, and you come up and ask for a picture, she's not going to say no because she's the nicest person I've ever met, and she loves people, but don't come to our fucking house. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, just because these people put out content for you doesn't mean that they, that you own them. It doesn't mean anything other than they're putting out a, their content is a product that they're putting out. They themselves are not the product. Yeah. Like, it's just it. so, it made me fucking furious. Yeah, it was And stupid. I was like, I never thought I'd have to defend Team 10, but here I am in the year of our Lord, 2018. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't know how I feel about him. I just don't, I don't hate him. I never really did, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, I... He's done fucked up shit. That's 100% sure. In defense of Jake Paul, I think the worst things 
that he's like done that aren't alleged is the same kind of shit Justin Bieber did where he's just incredible. He's professionally obnoxious. Yeah. And I think I'm like, also like this, the series has maybe realized that like, he's a fucking kid. Like Jake Paul's a child. Well, he's like, he's, I think he's either our age or like a year younger than us. Yeah. He's younger than us. And we're not all that put together. Yeah. And I want, I don't think like, I don't know. I, I'm going to get into the psych shit really quick because I am extremely aggravated about it. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting at first, like when I heard about it. Um, and from what I can tell, like the series was kind of spawned from like Shane wanting to talk about like whether YouTubers them like as a whole had some takes, kind of personality disorder. It takes a certain like level of like having of person, narcissism yes, or like to do YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that, and it spawned from that, and it kind of derailed into just being Jake Paul. Yeah. Um. That's where it gets weird for me because like, as a whole, if it had just been a show, like it's just a series of like Shane talking about like whether YouTubers as a population would have some kind of disorder. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's interesting. I don't like that all of a sudden it went from that to singling out a single person. Mm -hmm. And as much as he tried to backtrack and apologize and whatever, like he, he did explicitly like multiple times make it seem like he is saying that Jake Paul is a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with that because you do not fucking diagnose people. Mm -hmm. Like, I learned in school, and this should just be a general rule for everybody, we know the human mind pretty well. Because guess what? We all have the human mind. So, like, even, you know, normal people that aren't educated in, like, psychology and shit like that have some semblance of an idea of how the human mind works because we know how our mind works for the most part. So, that's a thing. But you do not, if you are not trained and you are not licensed, get to diagnose people. Mm -hmm. You just fucking don't. I'm not licensed. I know a whole fuck ton about psychology and I've studied it for years and I have a bachelor's degree in it. I will not diagnose people. Mm-hmm. It is unethical to me. It is it is immoral. Like, I don't believe in it. Shane got up and every time he said, like, you know, is Jake Paul a sociopath? He would be like, not that I'm saying he is, but, like, what if he is? Like, what, you know, what of these, yeah. like, things? It's just weirdly, like, on the verge of being... Of outright Fucked saying up. it. Yeah. Um, and then he got that therapist involved. I, okay, I have to say my piece on that because it's, like, very frustrating. Like, I personally, I get the anger at Shane for, okay, so basically in, in this, the latest part where he actually goes to the Team 10 house, he is a therapist named, like, Katie Morton, I think, and she's on YouTube. And first of all, she specializes in eating disorders and self-harm. Yes. Secondly, he gets her to agree to come with him and pretend to be a producer. And while I think it was shitty of Shane to ask her, I think it is even worse that she agreed. Oh, yeah. It's completely unethical. Mm-hmm. It shows that she's her, her level of professionalism is next to none. Yeah. It's, 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 it's totally... She did an interview with BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, and, like, said that, like, it hasn't negatively impacted her. The negative backlash from this, just from it existing in the world, from people being like, don't give Jake Paul a redemption arc, blah, it blah, blah, blah. It focuses on Shane. It's all about Shane, but also, like, she's surprised by how much negative, like, shit that they've all gotten from it. Um, and that, like, she 
but none of it has negatively impacted her practice. Yeah. That's cool, whatever. But she, like, she's a therapist. Mm -hmm. She's licensed. I get that. Um, As a licensed therapist, she should know that it is completely wrong to lie Mm -hmm. about who she is. Yeah. Like, she went in there with the notion. They both knew what they were doing. Why she was going was to diagnose him. Mm-hmm. You cannot diagnose someone if they do not consent to it. No. And she walked in there and the whole time that they're doing this whole thing, they're talking about like, they're having these like secret meetings and like, they're, they're talking to each other about like, oh, do you think he's, do you think he's mm-hmm. not? Like, what do you think of him? And that's just fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like, I do, but even she kind of towed the line of like, I've seen his videos and he seems to have a lot of these like traits of this disorder um which i guess i'll clear up sociopathy is actually a really old term for antisocial personality disorder that is what they're trying to diagnose jake paul with is antisocial personality disorder not sociopath not sociopathy because sociopathy is not what we're talking about anymore it is about a very specific disorder they're trying to diagnose him with this or trying to find out whether he has it or not and even she is towing the line of like it seems like he does, but she never really outright says it. Um, and it's just fucking unethical to me. Like, it makes me really mad because, like, I know, and Shane rationalizes it a lot of, like, he agreed to it. Like, Jake Paul knew that... Said that I could do anything I wanted. That he could yeah. do whatever he wanted, and that at some point, like, Jake knew that there would be, like, a therapist involved or whatever. Um, I know that, yeah... Jake Paul probably did have that idea. They talked about it. I don't know how extensively. Um, It's still fucked up to, like, lie about who someone is to someone. And I'll say this with the most recent episode. Even the one where he was talking to Nick Crompton. And he was just like, if Jake lies to me, I'm walking out of the room. I literally was just about to say that. Yeah. He expects full, complete honesty from Jake Paul. And he does not give it to him. And I'm like, you cannot, like, expect that from someone and not give them that also. Like, and the only way that they would ever be able to actually diagnose Jake Paul with anything would be not on camera. Yeah. Like, she, she's not even specialized in it, so she would never be able to diagnose no. him. Um, he would have to sit down with a therapist by himself in a room and talk about it. There's no way you could ever diagnose someone with this from a fucking YouTube series. No. Like, and this is a very serious disorder, which I, which makes it even worse, like, in a way to me, because it's not just, like, does he have depression? Depression is very common. Yeah. That's, you know, most people are very aware of what depression is. Antisocial personality disorder has a lot of, like, negative connotations that go along with it, um, because it, it is, it can be very dangerous in some people. Like, there's a lot of, like, um... Not necessarily, like, tendencies toward violence, but, like, it's kind of a creepy thing. Like, um, and I know, like, the the statistics she gave of, like, one in, like, 25, 25 people, that's true. Like, there are a lot of people with antisocial personality disorder that exist in the world and don't hurt anybody. And you probably will never know that you know a lot of people with antisocial personality disorder. It is also on a spectrum to some degree. Logan Paul is weird on that i don't (laughs) that's weird um but it's not like shane is talking about a very serious thing that affects people 
every day mm-hmm. in a very real ways. And he's kind of making it out to be a joke because I, it's about Jake Paul. So I, cause I'm, I'm obviously like, you're not neurotypical. I'm not neurotypical. Like I've, I've spoken not necessarily on the podcast, but I, I speak pretty extensively. Like I suffer from severe generalized anxiety disorder and that's my big thing. Like my, I, it's, it's, Cause there's, cause there, what is, it, there's like, it's like severe and acute specific, right? Like there's specific yeah. triggers. Mine is not specific. Anything can trigger my anxiety and I can develop new triggers out of nowhere. Um, it's very difficult to live with. It makes my job very hard. Um, and so I'm in a lot of like, it's, it's funny. I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook with other people who are very, who are neurodivergent and a lot of them really are upset about this series because it almost makes, it demonizes people with antisocial personality disorder because it makes them, like the horror movie-esque editing that he had in those episodes, in the it, makes year, yeah. the, it makes them scary. It turns them into yeah. monsters. And it's not, people with antisocial personality disorder are already, like they're already like typecast and stereotyped as serial killers or as mass yeah. murderers. And it's like, oh, well, you know, the Columbine shooters were probably like that. And, and if that's true, if all people with antisocial personality disorder were fucking serial killers, there'd be a lot more serial more killers, killers in the world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are oh, serial yeah. killers with that, but I'm sure there's also serial killers with anxiety and depression yeah. or serial killers. Like, I, I don't think that... And, you know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, so feel free to correct me. I, I think that someone who's typically considered, like, very perfectly neurotypically healthy is going to be much less prone to something like that than somebody who is more on the neurodivergent, like, spectrum. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, somebody... You don't hear a lot... Like, the biggest serial killers in history that you can think of, like, um, I think Ted Bundy was... I think he had antisocial personality disorder. And I know Jeffrey Dahmer, like, had something. And I know a lot of them have, have some type of schizophrenia. Yeah. And that's really hard because it paints people who are neurodivergent in a bad light. Yeah, because it's like the one bad egg is going to spoil the whole yeah. group of them. And I, and I, But the thing I was going to say is I, I also think that, like, if there are people who are considered, like, healthy, like, neurotypical, we're not going to hear about that because mm-hmm. you can't turn their mental illness into a demon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why it's hard for people because we're already, like, being made out to be, like, these these boogeymen, basically. And so they're seeing people with antisocial personality disorder um, are, like, the next in line because it's always been schizophrenia. Yeah. That's been like people. Um, everyone with schizophrenia is a is a crazy psycho killer and all of this bullshit. And it's like, oh, now with, we people with schizophrenia are more dangerous to themselves yeah, than anybody yeah. else. Um, people with most mental illnesses are, are more, more dangerous, dangerous to themselves, themselves than anybody else. Um, I don't like the aspect of like the way that he demonizes it. No. Um, I was really kind of hopeful at first because it's like antisocial personality disorder does not get talked about no. like ever. Not even really in, like, psych classes in school and stuff. Like, it's not talked about specifically, like, definitely if you don't, like, specialize in personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, personality disorders are a hard thing to specialize in because they're so varied and so um, complicated. Because they're not curable in the same sense as, like, 
I mean, no mental illness is truly curable, really, but, like, it's not helpable. It's not as treatable, yeah. Because, like, depression, you can give people meds. Anxiety, you can give people meds. Talk therapy. um, All that kind of stuff. Personality disorders, the key word in that is personality. And our personalities are actually pretty stable from birth to death. Our personalities are very much stable things that happen in our lives. If you have a personality disorder, that's probably going to be part of you for your whole life. Um, Antisocial personality disorder is predictable to some extent because in young kids, it mostly shows up as conduct disorder where like they don't listen to authority and like they hurt, they have no respect for animals and stuff like that. Like it's pretty predictable as far as that goes. Um, Unless you can pick someone out when they're a kid and be like, Oh, you have the possibility of really developing into someone that has a personality disorder. And mainly we can't diagnose kids with personality disorders because their personality is still arriving and kind of, you know, being, being seen. So you cannot diagnose as a therapist, diagnose a kid with a personality disorder. You can't do it. Um, Like morally, legally, you can't, you can diagnose them with like conduct disorder, whatever. Um, But by the time they're teenagers, adults, it's like, yeah, you have this personality disorder because that's your personality. and It's going to be your personality for the rest of your life. But if you can pick kids out early and get them in therapy, because the main, the main symptom, the main like part of antisocial personality disorder is this complete lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. It is there. You have nothing in you. Like it's a really weird, um, interesting part of being a person is our empathy for other people. Um, it's what makes us the social creatures that we are. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for us to connect to people that don't also have that empathy empathetic kind of reaction to us so if you can help kids that have conduct disorder or that are showing signs of possibly developing into someone with antisocial personality disorder um and you can talk to them and you can like help them understand what empathy is and you can help them understand emotions the same with like people with autism Mm -hmm. way that they can't recognize facial cues and like emotions on people's faces they they do therapy for that and they can like help them understand what emotions look like on people's faces they can do that with people with this disorder um that's it that's all we can really do for them is like help them to kind of try to understand what other people are going through and care about what other people are going through um and have an empathetic response to it but empathy and and that kind of thing is not part of them and that's not a bad thing to say. It's just a fact. Like, empathy is not a thing that exists in these people for, like, the most part. Um, there may be, you know, a little bit of variation as far as, like, it being a spectrum. But for the most part, they don't feel empathy for other people. That doesn't mean they can't be good people. That doesn't mean that they can't learn and be good people. That doesn't mean that they're evil and they're going to kill people. It's just, it's not mm-hmm. ingrained in them the way that it is in us. Mm-hmm. Um, in people that are don't have antisocial personality disorder. Shane just, I don't know. He fucked up and it was because he was sensationalizing it for YouTube and that mm-hmm. it's a show and whatever. Like, yeah, I get it. Um, I have issues with TV shows that demonize disorders. I have issues with movies that yeah. demonize disorders. I have issues with anything that demonizes it. Yeah. Just because it's YouTube doesn't mean it shouldn't be held to a standard of not demonizing something that affects people's lives. Yeah. So like, I'm not mad at Shane. I'm just kind of aggravated at the whole situation. 
And I'm especially aggravated because I, honest to God, do not think Jake Paul is a sociopath. I don't think he has antisocial personality disorder. I don't think that's a problem in his life. I think there's a lot of things wrong in his life, but I don't think that's one of them. Yeah. And it makes me sad because, like, he was being very genuine to Shane of, like, I, you know, do whatever you want. Like, you know, I, I you know, 100%, I'll tell the truth. Like, whatever. Like, he, he mm-hmm. seemed like he's being very genuine and like he's put a lot of trust in him like he's put a lot of trust in him and shane decides to and he kind of oh i don't know that scene in the kitchen where they're like oh keep recording even when we tell you not to like and then he's like but don't but do mm-hmm. but don't like it's funny it's also extremely uncomfortable for me because it would be more uncomfortable if they actually did it yeah because it from everything it That's seems true. it seems like they have cut anything that shouldn't be in there. Or oh yeah, no, they private. definitely did. Yeah. But um, I, I guess like for me, that's coming from someone who, who I watch Shane Dawson regularly. That's just him as a person. No. Um, and so that's why I guess I didn't think much of it. Cause like his like dumb little face he was doing. I'm like, okay, no, that's just him being an asshole. Like, that's no, just I get that it's supposed around. to be funny, but, I, but coming from someone who maybe doesn't watch his content as often, or even like just from someone who, who does delve into like, this kind of stuff like you do, it, I'd understand why it's, like, uncomfortable. and Because and, and, that would be completely unethical. It's because I just take it so seriously when it's about psychological disorders. Yeah, that's And exactly trying to meant, diagnose yeah. somebody. And when you get into, like, privacy and shit like that, and even though, like, this is YouTube, whatever, like, there is still some, some aspect of privacy involved when you are trying to diagnose or, like, attempting to or making it about diagnosing someone with mm-hmm. a disorder. Like, even though they're skirting around it and kind of creating this little, like, circle around what it what it is, like, they're still being very unethical as far as, like, privacy and, and like, diagnosing without consent and, like, all of this stuff. Like, she, the therapist, specifically, like, when she reveals it to Erica, that, not me, Erica, Erica Costell... Jake Paul's girlfriend. And she seems like she was fine with it. She seemed totally cool with it. Um, from what was not edited out mm-hmm. of the show. Like, um, she seemed cool, but like, I would be furious. Like if I was in that situation, I would be actually livid. Yeah. Um, but that's again, coming from someone like me who is very versed in like psych stuff and, and understanding like laws about, consent and privacy and stuff with patients and shit like that like i would be furious well i think like even so i I think a good example so so dj he how do i phrase this his empathy and the way that he shows feeling is very strange to some people um he doesn't really do that he doesn't um like, specifically in, in the case of, like, death, like, he doesn't mourn at all like you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really react to things like that. So, and it's funny because when this series came out, one of my friends actually met, I got really mad, actually messaged me and they're like, you know, your husband kind of is like, th- like these things. And I'm like, if you're trying to armchair diagnose my husband, we're going to throw hands. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking irritating. So if someone came into my circle and was trying to do that and brought a therapist to, to, to monitor my husband to, like, see if he's a sociopath and they told me, I would 
out them so fast. Mm-hmm. I would be livid. And it's like, I personally, I DJ and I have been together for almost five years. I, I He's not a sociopath. No. He just... And maybe this is coming from someone like me. Like, I, I want to be a grief counselor, right? Like, I think that I've experienced grief a lot more than some people have at my age. Um, everybody grieves differently. And if you are never... How you grieve is almost never going to be universally the same as someone else. You may have similar ways. Like, me and my sister grieve in very similar ways, but we still have very different grieving styles, I guess you would say. Um, questioning how somebody deals with grief is is a very shitty thing to do and outwardly saying to them you're not grieving the way I think you should so you don't you're you're not doing it right or yeah. you don't even care that they died is is a really terrible thing and it's just like if someone did that to him I would throw hands in a parking lot I will throw hands in this JC Penny but it's <laughs> it's really easy to tell like right off the bat for me with DJs mm-hmm. That he has empathy. Oh, yeah. That he's an empathetic person. Like, he doesn't... He's not a very overly, like, emotional, emotional person, person outwardly, but, like... I watched him cry at your wedding. Yeah. Um, but even before that, it's very, like, obvious that he had... That he... Like, you can just feel it from him that he gives a shit about other people. Yeah. Like, um... Which is different than, like, people that have... Mm-hmm. Antisocial personality disorder. I know someone very personally, very close to my life that has antisocial personality disorder. And it's a very disturbing feeling to be near someone like Mm -hmm. that. Him specifically, like, I'm not going to generalize to everyone that has antisocial personality disorder. But with him specifically, it's very weird because he, like, he is very violent. So, like, it's a really weird feeling of, like, knowing that he doesn't give a shit about you at all mm-hmm. like he doesn't feel anything doesn't feel any emotion um and also that he has a tendency towards violence is very scary yeah like um it's a very odd feeling and i've like even when i first met him when i was like 12 years old like right off the bat uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling to be around someone that looks dead like their face just looks yeah. fucking dead and and it's it's like with with like and i think the other thing is like messaging me about Oh, I, your husband has stuff like this. It's like, Don't that's me. what it's opened up. And I hate yeah. to say that, but people are going to start doing that to their friends, to their family, to their neighbors. And I'm like, I think with DJ specifically, it's, it's death is, it, it, death in the human mind for most people is, is our number one fear. And it's something that we don't, because after death, we don't understand what happens so I feel like our, our brains are, it's ingrained in us to, to be afraid of it and to treat it with a different level of, not necessarily respect, but like... Distance. Of distance. So seeing someone who reacts, or seeing someone who doesn't react to it is scary for people. And so like, even for me, like, someone close to DJ has, has like, in, in his kind of like work circle, um... Something's happened to them that's pretty, pretty major, right? Um, and he didn't really show the kind of emotion that I did. And to me, that's something I'm used to. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, okay, like, that's just how he is. But to somebody else, I can understand why that would be strange. Because he's like, oh, wow, that that's awful. Like, that sucks. And to me, I'm like, oh my god, that's so awful. Like, I'm gonna go visit him in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Um, so... 
I could understand looking from the outside in where you're like, that's a little weird. But I also don't think that that makes him a sociopath or that no. make that that means that he has antisocial personality disorder. And it's just shitty that it's kind of opens this door where people are like, I'm going to assume this now because Shane Dawson's video made me think this way. Yeah. And it's like the, the part of me wants to be very hopeful of like, let's open a dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. But I also realize like, the way that Shane Dawson has started the conversation of making it be such a very scary thing, like, is going to cause issues in people's lives. Like, specifically because, like, he does have a younger audience and, like, not as young as, like, Jake Pollers and shit like that, but, like, he has a younger audience that, like, is going to think it's okay to, like, armchair diagnose people. And it's really not. Like, even me with, like, my extent of knowledge... Not 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm not licensed. I haven't gone to grad school. Like, I know that. Um, friends, family members have been like, yeah, diagnose me. It'll be a fun game. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. Like, it's different with me and you because I, I'm pre-diagnosed. Like, yeah. I, I was diagnosed with, with my anxiety disorder um, not at a very, very young age. I think I was about 14 when it was, like, an actual diagnosis. And then my thing, because, like, I, I do have ADHD. Like, I've had been diagnosed with ADHD since I was six years old. Um, but it wasn't something that, at at that time, ADHD was thought to be, like, and it sucks because even for kids now, it's still, like, looked on as, like, ADHD isn't a real disease. It's just kids being kids. And I'm like, no, like, I, I failed classes because I don't know how to focus. Yeah. Like, my brain, like, can't focus. And it took a... I've had to take, like, specifically for things that I do in hair even, I've had to take the same classes three times because I just can't retain that yeah. information. Um, but... It's it, interesting that you were diagnosed early with that because girls will usually go until high school before they get diagnosed with ADHD. Right, because yeah. Because boys show the much more... Um, physically active part of ADHD. They, they, they're the ones that can't sit still and they're out of their seats all the time and jumping all over the place. And like, that's more noticeable to teachers as opposed to girls with ADHD are very much more the quiet, like can't focus type of ADHD. Um, so most of the time boys are the ones that get diagnosed very earlier than girls do. And that's why it's like a boy's disorder is because yeah, it's, it's much higher. It's very hard. It's boys. not only very hard being an adult with ADHD, um, it's, it's really hard being an adult with, eight, like, an adult woman with ADHD. Yeah. Um, I was very much in the camp of, like, I was, it was hard for me to sit still. And, like, I think that's why I was diagnosed so young. Yeah. Um, I also have a prerequisite, I think is the name for it, because my, uh, people on my mom's side of the family have ADHD. So, it kind of, like, I guess to them, it was like, oh, this fell into our laps. Like, obviously, if her family has it. Um, and I mean, that, it's not wrong, because I do. Predisposition. Predisposition, thank for. you. Prerequisite um, is for classes. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, I can't pay attention to anything. No. Um, but like, so when I talk to you about things that I'm already diagnosed with, and I kind of like just vent to you how I'm feeling, I don't feel like that's unethical of you to kind of be like, no, this makes sense, like no. why you feel that way. And like I will help people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, if you wanna like message me or like, try to talk to me about what you're feeling. Like, I'll always be willing to give you advice and try to help as best I can. But if you ask me to be like, what do you think's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I will never give you a name for it. And it's just like... I will like, never give you a diagnosis. Like, someone very close to me 
we've talked about extensively, like, we think this particular person, we would love to see them see a therapist because we believe that they possibly have, like, a binge eating disorder. But we, I'm never going to ask you to come out and say this person has a binge eating disorder. Yeah. Um, but, and it's just shitty because, you know, everybody's going to think that they know everything about antisocial personality disorder now. And they're going to run around diagnosing their friends and family. And it's, and it's, it's just going to alienate people. It's because it seems fun mm-hmm. until it's real. Like, I, I know for a fact that if I sat down with some of my friends and family members that want me to diagnose them and I got real and I did, like, just off my, like, based off my, like, preliminary beginner's knowledge mm-hmm. of the DSM, like, I could diagnose a lot of people with shit. Mm-hmm. Um, if I actually told that to their faces, they'd be furious with me. Mm-hmm. Like, no one wants to fucking hear that. No. So, like, it's it's all fun and games until someone starts getting their feelings hurt. Yeah. And you can't go around and call people, tell people they have antisocial personality disorder or when, tell they, them when they don't. Yeah, or tell them, like, yeah. No. That they have bipolar disorder. Or that or they're that, narcissists. Or that they're or... narcissists. Or specifically personality disorders can get touchy because it is a personality thing. But, like, it's not a game because mm-hmm. it's people's lives. Yeah. And I think that it can be, you know, fun and games and it can get you views on YouTube and stuff like that. But, um, it hurts people mm-hmm. and it just is very concerning because I know that like Jake Paul was very like ready to do it, but I also think it's hurtful to him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like I, for, I mean, he has his own fucking issues to deal with for sure. And like, he hasn't done great things and he, you know, doesn't seem like a totally great person, but it's not someone I would want to be friends with, but he's a person. And even though like it has proved to me that he doesn't have antisocial personality disorder, um, this is going to haunt him for a long time. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he realized that going into it. Um, but there are going to be people for the rest of his life that will call him a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And that term is just so hard and so ruthless. It's jarring. In its yeah. name of people. Like, it's just very, it's like psychopath. Yeah. Like, it's a harsh term. Um, and that's why we don't use it anymore in the actual, like, mm-hmm. medical field. It's it's not a word we use because it's so, I don't know, it's so demeaning and, and, and demonizing and mean. Like, it just has that connotation to it. Um, and that sucks. Like, it just fucking sucks. Because I think Jake is really young and I think he needs a lot of help. Um, but I don't think he's evil. I don't think he has antisocial personality disorder. I don't think he's purposely mean to mm-hmm. his friends and that he wants to hurt people. I don't think that at all. I think the biggest thing with Jake Paul is that Jake Paul is professionally obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and, like... That's why I don't want to be friends with him. Yeah. I don't like obnoxious people. Yeah, no, I think that he is professionally obnoxious. I think that that is his whole persona. I think that's how he gets the fans that he does. I just... And it's but hard he's because... Still a person. I almost feel like in this day and age, like, I think Jake Paul, the way he is, would have succeeded very well in the early 2000s. Because you had things like, you had people like Bam Margera, and you had the Jackass crew doing shit that he's doing today. 
Um, and I, so I think, I think that, I think Jake Paul's thing, and I don't think he's a sociopath. I think Jake Paul, and I'm going to say it, is a professional jackass. Yeah. Like, that's what he does. That's his, his little niche. And it's just not something that people find funny like they found it funny back in 2006. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shit he does is, like, straight off jackass, too. Yeah. Like, the mousetrap thing. Yeah. They did in the most recent episode. Yeah, that was, like, straight up, straight off of jackass. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Um... Which is funny to me that, like, it's just not as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know. I Jake think... Paul's thing is that he is a career douchebag. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying it because it's his persona. Like, that's what he's put out. Like, it's, it's, I just think that the series kind of went a little off the rails. Yeah. And I, th- I think just seeing, like, the Jeffree Star series he did was really interesting. Because it's cool to see, like, Jeffree Star is a very polarizing figure. He's done some really shitty things. I'm very on the fence about Jeffree Star. I think that... I think he knows he's fucked up in the past. And I think that he... He doesn't really understand where to go from here at some times. Um, but, you know, like, he, I feel like he's also very, like... He thinks he's repenting for his sins because he'll, in videos, he'll often be mad that, like, certain, like, makeup brands don't have enough shades for women of color. And he'll be very vocal about that. And I think he thinks that that makes up for what he said in the past. But until he outright, like, comes out and is like, I apologize. I acknowledge I've been problematic in the past and, I, and I'm going to move forward, try not to do it again. People are never really going to forgive him, which is totally fine. But seeing, like, Jeffree Star came from a very, like, he is, he's a very, like, archetype rags to riches story. He came from a very low class family. He worked his way to the top. He's way more successful and involved and, like, a more of a businessman than you'd ever have thought he was. And it was cool to learn things about him. But the thing is, is you saw him from episode one till the end. We watched an hour. Five episodes. We watched five episodes before we saw Jake Paul yeah. once. So it almost feels like the series is it was never about Jake Paul as all like yeah. in, in from the beginning, if that makes sense. Like it was a way to slip in this other idea that Shane had while kind of talking about Jake Paul and getting to know Jake Paul and like all this other shit. The most interesting parts to me have been actually seeing how Jake Paul lives his yeah. fucking life. Like that more than anything is very interesting. If that had been a whole eight episode series of just what happened in the Team Ten house and like what happened while he was talking to Jake, one hundred percent would be into it. Mm-hmm. Like not be mad about it at all, because Jake is very interesting mm-hmm. to learn about. Like his his family and like why he does what he does is very interesting. Mm-hmm. If the sociopath word had never been brought into it, it would have been fine. Yeah, like it never really needed to be part of it. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, we didn't, in the TanaCon video, we didn't see Tana until the second episode. So I think not bringing him in until like, even just the third episode would have been fine. Like getting like that first couple episodes where he gets to learn about Jake's family. And then he learns about Nick Crompton and learns about things like that. And like talks about the Martinez twins. And um, bring Jake in. And then bring Jake in. That would be fine. Him, but like, but... I don't know. It's, it's, it, cause even in the TanaCon video, like there was. The editing in that one was was really good, I will say. 
because what they did was shitty. Yeah. And so to have that kind of dark, like, almost gritty editing type for a really kind of catastrophic event like that was, it fit. Yeah. Um, especially towards the end when he came out with the, all the relevant, like, um, revelations of, like, what really happened. Yeah. Like, the editing and the music he had was, was fine. Um, but to have, talk about a, talk about something as serious as antisocial personality disorder and do this horror movie editing, it was, it was weird and it was wrong and I understand his defense on his part where he's like, I just wanted to make something entertaining and cool. I get that and I understand. Um, and I'm not saying that, I don't, the one thing I will say in defense of Shane Dawson, I don't think his intent from the get-go has ever been to... To make anyone feel bad. Oh, no. Or to really even paint Jake Paul in a really negative light. Or, like, any of this. I think his... Shane Dawson is a creator and an entertainer at the end of the day. And I think his intent is to create and entertain. Yeah. And if and he did it the way he knows how. I don't begrudge him that at all. No. I'm not mad at him about it. I just... It's a little outside of his pay grade. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> like, I don't... That's kind I don't know. That's kind of mean to say. But, like... Talking about psychological disorders is not really something a YouTuber should be doing. Um, I know that Shane Dawson is not neurotypical. I I understand that he has his own demons and his own things. Like, I get that. But um, it's just a weird, like, thing that should never have been brought into this conversation Uh with Jake Paul. Like, even if it was just... Shane's journey of discovering what this Mm -hmm. disorder was and like learning about it that's cool like yeah it's a very interesting thing to learn about get your get your local go to your local library find the dsm-5 and fucking read that shit it's really cool it can help you understand the human mind better and we all should probably try to understand people a little bit better um because we have to interact with them all day every day it's part of our lives it's who we are it's what human beings do is interact with other human beings we should all learn how to do that better yeah but it's just very strange to take some very preliminary knowledge that he has and shove it onto somebody like it's really weird i don't think he meant to hurt him i don't think he meant to hurt anybody that has antisocial personality disorder i don't think that's what he aimed to do he aimed to make something that was interesting and fun to watch and he did that's the thing he made something that's very interesting to watch um that a lot of people have been watching and are you know really that really want to see the end of it um but at the end of the day like regardless of why you're doing what you're doing like you have to be like you have to look at what you're doing and really think about it Mm -hmm. and really make a conscious decision to keep doing it he did change his editing style for other stuff and like he didn't do that same thing that he did with that that episode of when he was discovering it and did like the horror montage of like people taking masks off and stuff like that like um, he didn't do that, uh, again, but damage is done. Like, damage is done. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I, yeah. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what, what is going to come of it, if anything comes of it after this. Um, but I think Jake's life will be changed a little bit. I think, yeah. I think everyone's life is going to be changed by it yeah. a little bit. I know that Shane is kind of like... 
genuinely freaked out about what he discovered. I also think he'll probably be be a little bit of a recluse after this series. Like, he might not make a lot of content. And Jake's on vacation. Yeah. So. Um, I I think the kind of a final note about this is, is, um, even with my defense of Lego, I don't think his intent was ever to do this. It it is, it is very important to acknowledge that in, in a lot of things like this, impact does outweigh intent. Mm Mm-hmm. So while his intent may not have been negative, his impact was, and he needs to step up to that. Yeah. It's just like if you joke with somebody and you hurt their feelings, just because your intent wasn't to do that, you have to understand that you already did. Yeah. So that the impact of what you did, you can't just be like, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, so I don't have anything to be sorry for. Um, it's not if, an apology. No. If you are like, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but I acknowledge that I did, and I'm incredibly sorry. Yeah. That's, that's different. Yeah. So I think that's something that's a that, that's kind of a takeaway for for anyone listening, and that's a takeaway, like, of course, not saying Shane Dawson's ever gonna listen to our podcast, but <laughs> It'd be wild if he did. Um, it's something that he should take into consideration: is that impact will always outweigh intent. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's just part of being a creator. Like you have to acknowledge that and be aware of that. I'm still gonna fucking watch the rest of it. Same. Bet your fucking ass I'm gonna watch the rest of it because I wanna he I wanna see him talk to Jake in person. <laughs> oh god, I can't take any more of this Shane Dawson series. Do you wanna watch the last two episodes? You bet, bet your fucking, fucking ass, ass I do. <laughs> um Yeah, thanks for letting me ramble on about That's psych cool. shit for like an hour. It's a good time for me. I love talking about psych stuff. Last last season, last season on the weird and the purpose. Jesus what? Christ. <laughs> um anywho uh last episode was all by me so having an erica heavy episode this episode sick italian chef kiss italian chef kiss it's me man erica heavy <laughs> that's, your that's my wrestling name, name. amazing that's my wrestling name your wrestling name i'm gonna wrestle hockey players gotcha. <laughs> full circle you're gonna we're joust full hockey circle. players I'm now we ju- come now we come full circle in an aquarium <laughs> On riding sharks. <laughs> sharks, like the San Jose sharks. I did yeah. it. And the, your, your, your cones, your, your boobos, your, your seashell bra, it'll be starfish. Because Dallas stars. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, so I think, I think that's going to be it for us yeah. on this fine Sunday. Erica, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on, eh, on Instagram as Road of the Dead. You can find me on Facebook as Erica Galloway. It's my name. You can find me on uh, Twitter as Erica underscore Galloway. Also my name. <laughs> you can find me on Tumblr as... It's kind of a funny story. There's dashes in there somewhere. There's dashes. I think it's it's dash kind dash of dash a story. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. Um... I think that's it. I think that's all I got for you. What about you, Noelle? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hero Turned Human. You can find me on Tumblr at Heartset West, and you can find me in your local Barnes and Noble in the poetry section. <laughs> you can find me at your local Barnes and Noble in the cafe where I live, and where I'll probably die. Rip in peace. Erica burnt off her fingers, but we'll talk about that oh, in the I next did. episode. I did hurt myself very badly. <laughs> and that's a story for next time. Yeah, my fingers will still probably be blistered by then. Ripley and um, Yeah. Okay, well, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Be sure to give us a five-star rating. It really helps out the show. Give us 
any kind of feedback, critiquing, likes, whatever. Comments, likes, comments. Subscribes. 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 <laughs> fucking smash that like fucking button. Fucking smash that like button. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. And we always welcome um, constructive criticism, but if you're not nice to us, we'll send a horde of dolphins for you. And there's the sex craze killers. They're rapists. Thrill- they're the, of the sex ocean. craze thrill killers of the sea. They are. And with um, that note, Keep it weird. That works too.